Hey everybody, welcome to the Hope Young Adults Podcast, where we help young adults grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm David Hurst, and this episode is all about finding your God-sized vision. If you've ever struggled with a purpose or a plan for your life, then this episode is for you. It comes from our weekly devotional series called The Feed. What's up, everyone? Welcome to week two of The Feed. Check this out. New digs. RIP to the loft. We enjoy our new space here. But glad you guys decided to join us back here for week two. If we haven't met, my name's David Hurst, and I'm going to be taking you through the idea of vision. During this series, we're taking a look at God's provisions in our lives. Last series, we take a look at God's promises. This series, we're going to take a look at God's provisions. And this week, I'm going to walk us through vision. And the idea of vision is really important to me because I've spent the most of my life lacking much vision. I didn't have much purpose or or a real plan for my life, and I just went through life kind of floating through and just taking wherever it took me. And it wasn't until I embraced the idea of vision and embraced the idea that God has a vision for me, He has a purpose and a plan for me, and He has the same for you as well, and He invites us to step into that. And once I accepted that, that's really when my life started to change. That's when I finally accomplished things that I wanted to accomplish and got to places where I wanted to go. And the whole idea of vision, the way I would define it is where you are going. It's the, it's the final picture, or at least a glimpse of the final picture of where we're heading. And we need vision in life in order to accomplish that, in order to, to continue on that road to get to where we're heading. And I learned a lot about vision just within the past few years. And the biggest thing that taught me about vision were puzzles. So let me explain. So a few years ago, I went through a phase where I really enjoyed putting together jigsaw puzzles. On an average, you know, Wednesday or Thursday night, I would just go home and go to town on a thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle, a picturesque landscape of the French Riviera. It was riveting times. I'm sure I was, I was a lot of fun to hang out, hang out with during that time period. But the thing about puzzles is I got pretty good at them over time. I would put them together and move on to the next one. And I reached a point where I had gone through all the puzzles in my closet, had to go to the store to buy a new one. And I reached the puzzle section, and it was a used store. It was like a Goodwill or something. And on the shelf there, along with the rest of the puzzles, was a giant Ziploc bag with a bunch of puzzle pieces in there. There wasn't a box. There wasn't a picture to help lead or guide you. And I thought to myself, you know, I've been crushing the puzzle game recently, so I'm up for a challenge. I'm going I'm to take this Ziploc bag full of puzzle pieces and try to put it together without any picture, without any sort of guidance or direction in terms of where to go. And so it went about as you expected. I I got home, I started to put it together, and it was tough. It it was a struggle, and I spent several weeks, several months on it, and by the end of it, I'd only put together maybe 10, 15 pieces. And that's when I learned that you really need the box. You need the picture to show you where you're going. You need the picture to show you the final product so it can help lead you to where you want to go, to help you finish the puzzle. And that taught me a lot about life. Because I think in the same way, I believe in the same way that we need to know where we're going in life in order to accomplish those things. Otherwise, we'll just, we'll be able to put together a couple pieces on our own, but we'll never be able to put together the whole thing. We'll never be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish in life unless we have a plan, unless we have purpose, unless we have vision. And I believe God gives us those things. He longs for us to receive those things. Because the beautiful thing about God is he has a grand vision. He has a, he has a giant puzzle of his own that he's crafting together, and he's taking each and every one of us, and each and every one of us are a piece to that puzzle. 
We all have a unique gifting, ability, talent, and he's bringing us all together, the body of Christ. He's putting us together in our own separate individual ways and combining us together into this beautiful uh, picture of what his church, of what he wants his church to look like, the body of Christ, in order to build up the church, in order to proclaim his name, in order to spread his glory, his love, and his truth. And the only way we can do that is if we have vision for our lives. You know, Proverbs, I think it's, what is it? It's Proverbs 29:18. It even goes far as to say, where there is no vision, the people perish. And like I said, he's inviting you into that vision. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We don't live a good story by accident. We don't live a good life by accident. We need vision, we need purpose, we need a plan. And God wants to give you those things. So during the span of this talk, just briefly, I'm gonna share a couple things that I've learned. I'm gonna share a few, a few things from scripture, an example from scripture where God gives someone a vision. We see all throughout the Bible here, God gives his people a vision and gives them the faith in order to fulfill that vision. And so what we're gonna look like, we're gonna look at one of the first visions God gave. It's in Genesis 15 and we're gonna be in verse five and six. It's about my friend Abraham. You may know him as either Abram or Abraham, and God gives him this grand vision. He says, you're gonna be the father of the nations. All of the descendants will come from you. And he said this despite the fact that Abraham and his wife were 75 years old. And so naturally, that wasn't gonna happen, but he had the faith to believe that God would bring his vision to fulfillment and that he would give him the provision to that vision as well. And I believe God wants the same thing for your life as well. So we're gonna look at this verse right here and see what we can learn from it. So Genesis 15, five through six, and it says this. He, God, took Abraham outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. And I love these verses because it essentially lays out a three-step process for how to receive and live out a vision from God. The first is we look up. You know, God took Abraham outside. It says here, he took him outside, away from the noise, away from the distractions, away from his life. You know, he probably told him to leave his phone in the car. He took him out into the wilderness, out into the silence, out into the stillness where it was just Abram and God. And God wants the same thing for you as well in order to share his vision with you. You need to get in stillness. You need to get in silence, away from the world, away from distractions, just to be still and know that he is God. To sit in prayer, to sit in silence, to sit and dwell in his word to sit in community. It's in those contexts that he reveals his vision to us. You know, often our vision is influenced by others and it's influenced by the world. You know, we look at social media comparison. That's often where we get our vision from. But like it says in Romans, we are not to be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be renewed by the transformation of our minds. And that's where God reveals his vision to us. It even says Proverbs 25, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters but one who has insight draws them out. The next thing we see is we count the stars. So first we look up and then we count the stars. It says in verse five, Abraham, or God told Abraham, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. You see, once God had Abraham's attention, once his eyes were fixated at the sky, he told him to count the stars. And I believe he did this because he was showing him how big God is. That, that 
it said, if indeed you are able to count the stars. I doubt Abraham was able to count all the stars. There were billions of stars and God created all of them and placed them there. He was showing them how big, how vast he is. And if we serve a big God, then I think that God has a big vision for us. And the vision for Abraham was big. You know, someone once told me that if you can't do it without God, it's not a vision. It's just merely a project. A vision is something you can't do without God. In Abraham's situation, he wasn't able to have a kid on his own in his old age. But God came in, gave him a vision, and brought it to fruition. It showed that Abraham was not able to do it on his own strength, but that strength came from God, and that he gave him the vision, and it came to fruition. I think we often struggle with vision because we make it about ourselves rather about God and what he can accomplish. The third thing is, first is we look up, then we count the stars, and the third is we receive and go. God revealed to Abraham his vision for his life, and then we see in verse 6 there's action. It says, Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. So Abraham received the vision, and he believed. I think one of the biggest differences between a dream and a vision is that with a vision, there's an action tied to it. You go, you do something. And in Abraham's case, all he was asked to do in that moment was to believe in faith. He and his wife waited 25 more years in order to have their son. But it was within that process, with that vision in mind, God was able to refine him through his patience and build him up to a point where he was finally ready for that vision to be fulfilled. Now he strayed from that vision several times. He knocked up his family servant, had a, had a bastard child, and suffered consequences because of that, because he strayed from his vision. But he always had his vision in mind. He never lost sight of that vision. He put his faith back in God, he course corrected, and he got back on track. And the beauty in that, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. He understands that you will often stray from the vision that he has given us. But that's why he sent Jesus to come and save us, that in our brokenness, in our darkness, in our darkness, in the midst of our sin and struggle, he has rescued us. He says, you don't have to be perfect. I've already been perfect for you on your behalf and your sin, your brokenness is covered. Now that's not to say that your, your vision might not change. We must always re-examine and take our vision to God. There are seasonal visions where he could be calling you into something just for a particular season. That's why it's important to always take our vision to God, take our plan, take our purpose, and re-examine, re-engineer it when we need to. It's just always important to take that process and do it with God. And your vision may not also be as grand as Abraham's. Not all of us are called to be a father to all the nations. Sometimes our vision is simple. Sometimes it's just to rest. It's just to have a season of stillness, to say no to some commitments, just rest in God's goodness and faithfulness. That's what he called me to do last year. That was, that was my vision for last year, was just to be still, to rest. I think one of the most powerful visions that was ever lived out was, was, was the vision Jesus had. I think we often marvel at how how he was able to accomplish so much in just three years of ministry. I think he was able to do that because he was so, so 100% sure and fixated on his vision. That his vision was to come into a broken world and, and to save the lost. And he knew what he was on this earth to do. He was so in tune with his heavenly father that he was able to accomplish so much because he had the end goal in mind. He knew that he would go and die on the cross. He knew that he would come after sinners uh, like you and like me and that he would rescue this world from its brokenness. 
and that it was in love that he laid his life down so that we could enter into a relationship with him, that we could enter into that same vision that he has called himself into so that we could enter into God's story. And so as I close our time here today, you may be asking yourself, you know, that, that sounds great, but how do I find the vision for my life? How do, I, how, how do I evaluate my life to see what my plan or purpose or vision may be? And so I'm gonna give you four questions I want you to consider either by yourself or in the context of your small group to kind of help you figure out what your vision may be. The first is how do you wanna be remembered? You know, you start with the end in mind. What's, what's the final picture look like? When you reach 75, 85, 95 years old, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be? I have a friend who, how, as weird as this sound, he, he wrote his obituary a few years ago. He's, he's my age, but he wrote his obituary a few years ago, and he reads it every single morning because he wants to be reminded of where he's going. He lives with vision, with a plan, with purpose. The second question is this, what matters most to you? What do you care about? What are the things in life that you care about the most? The third, what do you love to do? What makes you come alive? What gives you joy? What is it when you're doing you just feel like you're in the flow of things, that, that you're experiencing fully God's presence, God's goodness? What, is, what are those things? And the fourth is this, what breaks your heart? Are you gripped by a particular concern? Is there an injustice in this world that really upsets you? What is that thing? You know, I've heard that visions are often born in the soul of a man or a woman who is gripped by a particular tension between what is and what should be. What is that thing for you? So I hope you'll take some time this week to honestly seek out some answers to those questions, to be still, to just sit under God's goodness, God's wisdom, and ask him for the vision for your life, to give you a plan, give you a purpose. I think if you do that, then your life will radically change for the better, that things will start to trend, like your, your finances, your, your job, your school, your study, your relationships, all those things will be transformed because you have a clear picture of where you're going and where God wants you to go. And if you accept that invitation and play that role in the grander story, I think he'll be able to do some incredible things in your life. Let me pray. God, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity that you are inviting us into your vision, that you have given each and every one of us unique giftings, callings, I pray that you would empower us with the, with the boldness and the, and the wisdom and the courage to seek those things out, no matter how difficult it may be. I pray that you would allow us to have tough conversations, either internally or externally. I pray that you would just enlighten our minds, enlighten our hearts, and just allow us to step into this grand vision that you have for this world, to rescue the broken, to let your love and your mercy and your grace abound, to let it shine in the darkest places of the world, God, and that we would play a role in that, and that you would empower us through your Holy Spirit, that we could do those things. God, give us vision, give us purpose, give us a plan, and help us live those things out and honor you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Feed. Thanks so much for listening today. If you're interested in learning more about our ministry, head over to gethope.net slash youngadult. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to subscribe to this podcast.